Mystic Moon Cafe. Glad you joined us on this lovely Wednesday night here in Seattle. And hopefully it's lovely where everyone else is too. And you're staying safe and healthy and all sequestered in your little homes. Um, I just, you know, with everything crazy that's going on, I hope you're going to enjoy a little escape tonight. So um, how is Wendy and how is Jake tonight? Doing fine here. Went and took care of a bunch of business today, and golly, it got really, really warm. And then the air conditioner kicked on, and in my basement room, it got to be about sixty degrees. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's <clears throat> okay though. I like it cold. You said eighty-five out uh, in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And here I am, 
bundled up in a blanket <laughs> because it's very chilly here <laughs> very cold but uh how has everything else been going going that's good yeah it's going it's it's kind of boring but it's okay too reading a lot of books well that's good i'll have another series for you shortly <laughs> oh no yes every time wendy introduces a series of books for me i'm like ah okay i'll try it and next thing you know i am listening i i usually listen to my books because um you know i like to do other things while i listen and uh yeah this the alistair stone chronicles um with R L king rl mm -hmm. yes i make sure it's rl king um have been a little obsession of mine lately i think i'm up to book 18 now <laughs> <laughs> only and what so, four more to go you'll, you'll yes. be okay <laughs> so it's just like oh my gosh but uh, yeah anytime wendy suggests something i usually like it and then i'm off to the races reading and reading or listening <laughs> when i say reading i say that in air quotes right. <laughs> because, she's you know, absorbing Yes, yes, I am absorbing the book. <laughs> you know, honestly, though, it took me a long time to get used to listening to audiobooks mm. um, because my mind would wander so much. Mm -hmm. And I really had to, like, train my brain to <laughs> listen to it. So, yeah, it's really something. Take some well, discipline. Mr. Jake, what about you? How's everything been going? Well, you know, my day job, if you guys, I mean, you've heard me talk about it. So I'm an analyst for a big tech company. And I focus on health and wellness. So I've been doing a lot of very rigorous, boring, statistical and predictive analysis of how people will search for, you know, health things during this COVID-19 thing. And I mean, to me, you know, I know some people are still blowing it off, but now I know four people have died from it. All acquaintances. Oh, this yeah, is but serious, so this it's is very serious. it's very real for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, we were chatting earlier. I got to talk about regressing some data chains. <laughs> that was my mm -hmm. day. Wow, really exciting so stuff. Yeah. Wee. Yeah. Yeah. Me working at one of the largest hospitals in Washington. Um, you know, I, it really irritated me that so many people had said that, oh, this is just fake. You know, it's not really something. I was like, uh, I hate to say this, but, uh, you know, our hospital has quite a few patients with it. And, um, you know, it's really mm -hmm. nothing but not fake news. Please, please. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was fake, fake. But since I didn't know anybody who, you know, had it and and even even recovered or, or passed away mm -hmm. and i didn't know anybody that knew anybody i started going i would feel better about it if i did know i, I wouldn't feel better but yeah. you know, what I'm saying? I, know. Mm -hmm. I, I would be yeah, yeah. confident in what was being reported well I, I think a big thing of it too it's um that the media has you know really blown it out of proportion and mm -hmm. and set a lot of fear in progress and so yeah. of course since the fear was in progress then all of a sudden that's when we have the panic <clears throat> and all the toilet paper being gone mm -hmm. <laughs> because you know people are terrified well let's let's just be real we could have a heavy rainstorm and the toilet paper would be sold out 
That is true. So. Anytime there is any kind of big <laughs> thing coming on and people think they're going to be, you know, stuck at home for, you know, well, usually it's just you think you're going to be stuck at home for days, like a mm-hmm. big snowstorm coming, anything like that. Yeah. Same thing happened. All the toilet paper disappeared. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. <My. laughs> So, yeah, but this time, you know, people are actually stuck at home for months. Yeah. <laughs> this one's kind still, of like the no joke. Nobody is, gonna be, <laughs> nobody is going to be going through 250 rolls of toilet paper, you know, in just a few months, unless you have a really big family and using a lot. I got four or dogs or three dogs. Oh, yeah. I got three dogs. So, you know, I got slobber. Still I got 250 rolls. No. Or yeah. 650 <laughs> rolls. No. I mean, you know. Yeah, you know, you never know. You never we can know. Benefit that out. But, uh, so let's just lighten the mood up, eh? Yes. <laughs> That's all we're going to talk about. This we're, we want you to come here and actually kind of get away from from all the troubles. So, mm-hmm. yes. so you know, we really invite you. Stay to calm. Relax. Use a common sense. Yeah. Wash, Wash your calm. damn hands. Wash your damn hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put on those god awful masks. Yeah. <laughs> Into the elbow. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, honestly, though, somebody coughed in the store without covering their mouth. What? Anything when I had to go in there. And I swear, I almost started picking up some cheese and just pelting the guy. Oh, I was going to say, did you stole the bitch? No, well, I, well, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> A couple a few weeks ago, the first time that happened, I actually yelled at somebody, um, yeah, and, and yelled at them. <laughs> but this time, I was so horrified, I was like, couldn't believe it that I just, you know, backtracked and went the other way. And mm-hmm. I'm not walking through his germs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Then I caught how many other people are coughing and then leaving the aisles, and then I, I know. <laughs> But like I said, we won't talk about this anymore. No, no more. <laughs> Please. No more so. burning, cough, coughing and sneezers at the stake. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially with allergy season. Like, a, like you know, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing some false positives right now. Throwing some po- false positives? That's you. <laughs> what can you do? I can't. You just can't do. I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> well. I think we should move on. And why don't I read about uh, our next guest? Would you? You have such a lovely voice. I just might. Maybe I'll even talk like this for everybody. We're not a 900 number. (laughs) I can never use my 1-900 number anymore. I'll use it. We're on. Well, you you can if we're going to do a 1-900 number. Do they even have one nine hundred numbers anymore? I don't know. Let's find out. Go, but talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Mama Wendy needs, you know, a new pair of shoes and a car. So That's go ahead, right. June. We can hear this dominatrix. <laughs> hey, baby, hubba hubba, <laughs> hubba hubba. The lines are still anybody... open. I'll drop some numbers in the chat. I don't think anybody has used hubba hubba since the nineteen twenties. You will not. <laughs> true uh so i'll drop this for phone losers of america so you can get the 900 sex lines and psychics but let's just move on to some dead things eh? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh oh my gosh okay well tonight we have a very special guest we are going to have conversations with haunted crew of canada's mike now is it morin or morin 
Maureen. Okay, just Maureen. want to make sure so I don't start calling you Maureen. <laughs> well, the French call me Maureen. 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 That's kind of nice, actually. Um, still so, Maureen. No, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm You'll sure he hasn't that, heard that before. Heard that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, let me read a little bit about, uh, about Mike. He is a paranormal investigator from Vancouver, B.C. So we have the Canadian side with us tonight. And I won't start singing, Oh, Canada. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I did. Okay, I'm going to say this in his words, since this is written in his person. So, um, well, no, never mind. I can can switch it around. I think my brain works that way. So he has over 15 years of experience investigating multiple types of haunted locations. So he and I probably started about the same time. Um, His main experience is in ghost hunting, but he enjoys studying and investigating Sasquatch and the occult as well. So um, we'll talk more about Sasquatch later. Um, His current day job is fighting the war on animal cruelty, homelessness, and drug addiction. So major hero there too, saying that in all honesty. Um, He co-hosts a segment on Dave Scott's Spaced Out Radio called Ghosts of the Great White North once a month, which is an awesome show. Um, He's been involved with multiple fundraisers for haunted locations to promote history and to help keep historical places afloat, which is another amazing thing. Um, He organizes fundraisers at historical locations to raise money to keep historical areas alive. And his team is called the Haunted Crew of Canada, and they investigate all things paranormal throughout Western Canada, as well as multiple locations in the United States. So, welcome, Mike. It's great to have you here. Happy to be here. Welcome. Welcome. So. I I like the pre-show. It was good. (laughs) Yeah. I want to talk about toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Like the haunted toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Mike, why don't you um, just kind of, you know, we read your bio, but why don't you tell us a little more about yourself or, you know, anything and maybe how you first kind of got interested in the paranormal, what happened when you were a child, your deepest, darkest feelings. (laughs) It all started back. No, um. I became interested in the panorama at a young age. I always saw weird things, heard weird things. The first real experience. Oh, you guys can see my air quotes. Yes, we can. (laughs) If you're watching um, the YouTube video, you will see his air quotes. Oh, that'll be be my thing. But um, my first real experience to me, I was probably six or seven years old. I was home from school. I was sick. I was laying on my couch and... um, I heard a noise downstairs. Parents were at work, so it was just me. And um, I was like, oh, whatever. Just a house settling, you know, like they say in the movies. And um, all of a sudden, I kind of smelt something weird. I'm like, whatever. I'm getting a little creeped out because I'm young. Because in those days, aging myself, our parents left us home when we were sick. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden, I saw this short, stout, bearded guy, big beard, coming up my stairs and he was holding like a lead pipe. And I'm like, oh, can't use that word on here and uh, I panic and I look up oh. again he'd walk down the hallway towards my parents room at the time this is a two-story house and then while he's walking down the hallway vanishes and I'm wow. like what and then um 
thankfully my neighbor, he was an RCMP officer. So I have my little Rolodex thing because we had those back in the eighties. And, um, I call my neighbor and I'm like, this just happened. And he was at work, but his wife was home. And he always left a little can of pepper spray and a baton with his wife when he went to work. And so she comes, this little old lady comes over with a blow baton and a pepper spray can. And there's my house, like the police. And um, there was nothing. So from then, that's when my my brain started thinking there must be more. And um, I saw this guy multiple times and I became accustomed to it and it didn't creep me out. But when it stopped creeping me out is when it stopped. Like I stopped seeing the guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I can't explain that. I um, Before I moved out of that house, this was probably eight years ago, I did do an investigation. I used all my gear, but got nothing. No evidence from there. Um, to this day, that's one of the first stories I talk about because that, that kind of ruined, well, it didn't ruin, it kind of, flipped a switch in my head to want to explore what's going on and a couple years later once this is all old news I go to my cousin's house in Manitoba because my parents used to ship me out there in the summertime picture like an old Adams family style historic house um in like a old part of the city that that's where my cousin lived and he lived in kind of a seedy area where there's lots of bad people around homeless people and all that and um, I was probably, we're going to fast forward to about 12 years old. And I'm like, Marty, aren't you going to lock the door? He's like, no, my friends look after the house. I'm like, but there's nobody there. I'm like, okay. And then we go to the store, we come back. Anyhow, that night when I'm going to bed, everyone else is asleep. I was kind of on the main floor. It's three stories, like, kind of looked like the, um, the Haunting in Connecticut style house, if you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. And then the basement was really creepy, kind of like in but without like the mortuary. Um, all of a sudden I hear giant steel toe steps coming up the stairs. The door slams open and I hear this guy stomping all over the kitchen and goes back downstairs and the door slams. And then it happened all night. Wow. Yeah. Boy. So the, like from, from that, that is when I started watching scary movies like the movie that broke me in was Fright Night and Monster Club. Those are my two <laughs> first ones that I can remember. Fright Night scarred me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, yes. <laughs> but I watched it like not too long ago. I'm like, why did this scare me? But um, yeah, so that's what all started for me. Wow. So, um, I mean, when did you like, like start, um, I guess you'd say, getting interested in doing it full time? Hmm. That probably 15, 16 years ago. Um, I mean, what made you like want to join a group and all that stuff too? I'm an investigator by day. So it's just hardwired into my head to be like that. Oh, wow. You're going to see all my hand gestures. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's hardwired. okay. <laughs> but, um, but I just wanted more. And I like, I like the original, I'll say it. I like the original Ghost Adventures, like seasons ones and twos when they first came on TV. I like the old Paranormal State. I like the old, the original, original, original Ghost Hunters. Yeah, the the beginning Ghost Hunters. The first three years of Ghost Hunters, I think. That's when, you know, they actually had places that they could debunk that weren't haunted. Then after that, it was like everything was haunted. It was all proper. There weren't demons in every corner of houses, right? And um, it was really dry, but it was more realistic, I guess. 
Um, and that's what got me. And then when I got my job, when I was working at the SPCA, when I first started, which we'll get into a nice ghost story, um, a couple of the people I worked with, I heard them talking about ghosts and this place is haunted. I'm like, well, I'm into ghosts. And then we all started. Then we started a group at Dissolve. We were called the British Columbia Paranormal Research Society. And that was my first team. And we did a lot of residentials with that team. So that would have been about, where are we? 2020? Yeah, 2005. 15-ish years. That's when I started too. Yeah. 2005. It was pretty cool. It's like, hey, we're both like, you know, that in common. Yeah. (laughs) I still have my original audio recorder that I used way back when. Do you? I I think I lost mine. Mine was a little Sony. Yeah. A nice little Sony recorder. What was your first one, Jake? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Mhm. Just loved it. But uh so um I mean we can get into how how did you first meet uh Ross Allison and and how did cuz uh I was going to say when I first met Mike I or did was it the first time I met, met you? Did I meet you when you came to Seattle? No, you met me up in Barkerville. Okay, I was trying to think if I met you in Seattle first, but uh but uh, how did you come about meeting Ross Allison? And, um, you know, how did that come about with Barkerville? Um, I met Ross. Well, I, we, we interviewed him a few times on Dave's show. Right. So I knew That's him right. through social media and the radio. Um, Dave Scott did a Paracon up in 100 miles, nor- northern BC. And him and David Weatherly came up there and I met them there. And it was really neat. Um, it, it was it was it was awesome the, the way it turned about. So there was uh, uh, what what would they do? So one of the nights was um, not stargazing, but looking for UFOs. As I look up, um, yeah. <laughs> See any up there? <laughs> but um, me and my uh, my friend Jeff and his brother weren't. Jeff's on my team. You met Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome too. We're, not, we're not UFO guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a UFO guy. I'm a lot of other guys with the paranormal. Yeah, we're not. not. UFO guy. Um, I want to I believe mean, though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Put the evidence on my feet. Now I'll take a look. <laughs> but um, ooh, that may open up a can of worms, to listeners. But I um, what was I going? Oh, sidetracked my story. Yes. So then Jeff and I were like, yeah, UFOs. And then I know Ross is a, he's a game board guy. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Ross saying, Hey, you want to play games tonight? I'm like, I could do that. But I'm like, let me go pull a string. And I go talk to, to Dave Scott at the time. I'm like, I've got Ross and Dave. They want to go do an actual investigation off the books. Can I have the keys to the 108 mile ranch? And then Dave is like, well, the 108 mile ranch. Don't we explain an hour later. Just so I have a picture for you. Um, it's an old roadhouse going up to Barkerville. Um, Dave gave me the keys, and I took. We took Ross and Dave, and we did our own private investigation. We hit it off really good. I thought. I think they thought too. Um, very similar thinking, and that's when I met him and got along. And then here we are. I came down to Seattle, saw him, and then uh, we were talking a lot, a lot about investigations and whatnot, and. 
I invited you guys up to Barkville and here we are today. That was pretty awesome, but I mm-hmm. thought that might be a good uh, segue into Barkerville. Um, why don't you tell us, a, why don't you tell everybody a little about, about Barkerville and when you started to investigate it and everything. Sure. Um, once this COVID thing's over, I'm thinking August. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Yes. Um, so Barkerville, late 1800s gold rush town. Um, all the Americans came up thinking this is going to be the big deal. And it was the big deal. It paid off for years on gold. Um, I've been investigating that Americans take a town like Deadwood or Tombstone and plop it in the middle of a mountain and bushes along a gold-rich stream. That is that is your Barkerville. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been investigating it since 2015. I'm good friends with James, the, the guy who runs it, as well as a couple of the other shopkeepers. Coincidentally, I worked with some of the shop shopkeeps in the animal world. But um, yeah, since 2015, I've probably investigated there seven or eight times now. Wow. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Um, I can say that uh, <clears throat> they... It, Mike invited us up to Barkerville, and uh, it's a ghost town, basically, um, especially in the winter time because nobody lives there or is, uh, you know, because you know the snow. I think probably gets pretty, pretty uh, minus thirty, thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, it was an awesome place, and I can say a ghost was the first American team to investigate the place, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's an amazing establishment. Um, how many original buildings would you say? Uh, just under half of them. There was yeah. uh, what happened was during the gold rush. There was uh, the saloon caught on fire. The saloon slash hotel caught on fire, and it burnt basically the entire town down in under 12 hours, I think in under a day, say, just a couple hours. And it sucks because you see a lot of the pre-fire photos. That was a really cool looking old Deadwood style town. Wow. Um, they, yeah, I think it's about three or three to five original buildings. The Tong buildings, all the Chinese buildings, a lot of those ones are original. With a very, very um, large Chinese population. Um wasn't it about uh, almost over half the population? Yeah, towards the end there. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say it was just so. It was pretty awesome. Um, we got to investigate the was it an the old opium den there, the, the, the Tong building. Yeah, so we we got access to two buildings from there, the Chiku Tong. So the Tong back in the day were a lot like our Freemasons, just Chinese version. Okay. So we did do that. So we were able, we were granted access to there, and we were also granted access to the opium part for all like the Chinese miners and whatnot. That was pretty amazing. It was, I can tell you guys, it was a little scary um, being in there because, um, not scary paranormal wise, but scary because they had everything like set up in there and it was little tight quarters and little dishes and things like that and i just knew i was gonna like swing around (laughs) and knock (laughs) everything off the table with my case Mm -hmm. so i was like really being careful and and everything but it was such an amazing place because i don't even think they had opened that up for like i mean i don't know how many years so no they um the only time those buildings are opened is usually when we go up there some of them like some of them open the daytimes but you know, some of, a couple of the buildings have like the 
museum style double doors in them, right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's. Oh, go oh, ahead. Oh, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and that's where um, we got in the old, um, the with the opium den area. That's where I got that EVP. An um, EVP. Yes, an EVP. <laughs> <laughs> now, for our listening audience, what is an EVP, Jim? An EVP is eggs versus. Eggs versus potatoes. Yes, eggs versus potatoes. I'll just have the hash. <laughs> an EVP is an electronic voice phenomenon, and that is when you don't hear that with your own ears. You only hear it when you're playing back the recorder. Now, if you hear something with your own ears, that is called a DVP, which basically is a direct voice phenomenon. So just saying, you know, with that. But an EVP um, is what so we got. But this one's really weird because it sounds like... I don't know what language it is, mm-hmm. uh, but it's well, really loud. We could listen to it right now. Would you? Wow, yeah. that's such a coincidence. I know. Just give me a moment to load up our audio. It's Magic Great. Jake. Yeah. Magic Jake. <laughs> Throwing on you, you used car salesman hand. audio or radio voice. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm opening it up, guys. Just a sec. It is loaded. Are you ready? I'm going to turn this up. Um, so EVPs are generally a little uh, soft sounding. So you might have to turn up your speakers for this one. But um, I'll play this it. one. You won't need to turn okay. up your speakers. Oh, yet. yeah. That's right. I remember this one. Yeah. 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 Really bizarre. Okay. We did not hear this. Okay. So I am playing it right now. Let me play it one more time for folks. Kind of sounds like a guy's yodeling, eh? Yeah, I have no idea what uh, language that was or anything. Mike, I know you didn't get to hear that right now, so I'll have to send that to you so you can hear it. Or I was going like this. We're getting it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll drop it in our internal chat for him, okay? But that's, yeah, what's so weird is we did not hear it at the time, and um, which just doesn't make any sense to me because it's pretty loud. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to figure that one out. But, okay. Uh, so I dropped it in the chat for you, Mike, if you want to check it out. Excellent. But that was an amazing um, experience there. And, um, yeah, I really want to go back. It's just a really cool, really cool, beautiful space. And when when did we go the last time? Was it in May? April. Or April. Yeah, I thought so. It was like that. But, yeah, there's still you know, a lot of snow out there. If you can see from uh, Mike's picture behind him, for those of you that uh, are looking at the YouTube. That was from when you guys were there. Yep. Like. That was it, because I've got several that look like that, too, because I was like, hey, you took my picture. But no, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I have a good ghost story. I have a good ghost story about that oh, talk building we were just Ooh. talking about. Okay. So 2015, the first time I ever investigated that building was with a previous team. And um, there was three of us, no, four of us. And um, two guys that are waiting outside, because like June said, it's really close quarter building. Just picture like an old minor shack with multiple um, bunk beds, tables, all that sort of stuff. Um, we go in, and I'm filming our investigator at this time, and um, he bit aggressive style, and he goes, are any of you people in here? What? Modern day, people be like, you can't say that anymore. 
Um, but he didn't mean it like that. He just meant trying to get a, trying to get a little bit of a rise out of the ghost in there, potential ghosts in there. And um, he just goes, oh, man, I just walked through a cobweb. And in my mind, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, he freaks out. He's like, profanities I can't say on your show. And he runs by me like a bull in a china shop. And when he's running out, one of the photo frames on the um, the wall kind of fires at him. Like, oh. it like it goes like that to it. Um, so he offended someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And um, so he leaves me now. I'm like, oh, God. And um, when we all go outside, I saw the camera rolling. And so I hold the camera. Um, he flips his shirt up, and he has scratches on his back. Oh, wow. Like two Boy. sets of three like that mm. on each side. And it was burning. And when I had the, I have, I have the camera, but like I still have the video. And you can see, you know, when you fresh scratch yourself, or like when a dog nail scratches your hand, you see the the scratch rise. Mm-hmm. That's what it was doing. And that was my intro to Barkerville. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did that freak you out any? Or? Um, I learned not to run previously before going on that. So no running. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think the first historical um, thing house I did was called O'Keefe's Ranch, which is in a town called, called Vernon. And O'Keefe's Ranch, they, um, it's a giant, looks almost like a plantation house. And um, they would purchase cattle from California. So you picture cattlemen driving all these bulls and all that from California to British Columbia. Um, just via horseback. Anyhow, um, that place was from the 1800s. And this was the first time I did a historic house. And um, the guys I was with locked me in the building by myself and they're like no more running oh boy sometimes i would run away if it was scary Uh oh Mm. (laughs) well you know yeah i I did kind of i had a little rant about that today on my on the um, facebook (laughs) a ghost page because i was uh i've been watching youtube videos of different groups um investigating because i need my fix really bad (laughs) and um there was this one group that was investigating and as soon as things started happening they started getting scared they decided to quit oh boy excuse me i'm gonna have to cough it's the demons in her lungs Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about it's okay it's um, the allergies. The, let's hear another ghost story another ghost story yeah yeah um we have those. So four of the clips I sent you, Jake, are yep. okay. If you want to play some EVPs, yeah, sure. Which sure. Um, which specific vicious growl? Okay, we can do that one. Dead. Okay, I got to load them one at a time. They only play one at a time here, so yeah, give me a um, Vicious. I'll tell you that secret after the show. Oh, is it a playlist that I didn't make? Mm-hmm. Oopsie. Uh, Vicious Growl is 702. Here we go. 702139. Got it. Okay, I'll play this one. It's short. I'll play it three times back to back so folks can listen. Okay. Playing now.
Okay, one more time. You'll hear it. It's an eight-second clip. You hear it about at the at the five-second mark. And one last time, because, you know, we're just like Ghost Adventures that replays everything. <laughs> Instant replay. Okay, Mike, what's the story behind that one? So the vicious growl was from when I was investigating with the same group. Um, I believe this one was actually in the Tom building. Um, not the night when the uh, when my friend got scratched. It was a, we investigated three nights when we were up there that time. It was um, just doing a, a random EVP session. It's kind of as. as paranormal investigators you guys would know like you're in this building and you're just asking questions and then when you go back to your audio when you listen to files like that and you're like oh boy that guy could have been sitting right beside me it's kind of unsettling um this is i guess what makes us do it is when you when you obtain clips like that um there's another one in there from right outside the cemetery just doing uh an EV, a random evp session in the cemetery because so barkerville has a pioneer cemetery too so there's people that are buried from 1800s beyond right Mm -hmm. so when we were in the old section of the cemetery so the pioneer part this um clip it's titled class a evp okay you'll hear a guy say died here yep okay one sec oh my And I will play this one three times as well. So here's the first one. Listen in close, folks. Died here and then is in the cemetery. Yeah, well, yeah, this one's pretty clear. <laughs> Died here and then is in the cemetery. And one last time for you. Died here so it and says then is in the cemetery. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, the, the died here is not the EVP, the no. Mm-hmm. And then another another creepy one. This is just from doing random. Well, all criminal investigations are random, but just uh, this one I believe was in the theater. So there's a theater at the. Uh... Okay. One sec while I go grab that one. Sure. Uh, you actually, it looks like you have a couple. There's stage left, and then there's the leave oh. one. That's a different location. Okay. Um, the one that's seven zero two zero one four zero dead is from Barkerville. Okay, one sec. I see it. One sec. And I'll play this one twice. It's a ten-second clip. You want to talk to him again? Okay, that comes in the final two seconds. One more time. Do you want to talk to him again? Okay. Okay, guys. on yep oh, i okay, had played okay. i played them twice i played them twice okay, we're good we're good okay and the last one is called taking sides okay one sec while i get that one loaded up 
if June can hear this one, this one was from when she was up there. Okay. Cool. And this one's a 15-second clip, so I will... We're here to finalize what happened last time. Fix things. Make things peaceful. And I'll play it one more time. It comes at about the 10-second mark in this 15-second clip. We're here to finalize what happened last time. Fix things. Make things peaceful. Okay, back to you guys. And that one was from the Tong building where June got her clip. Same, build, same building as that. That is so oh, cool. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. I, I really can't wait to go back there. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's only a, a short little 10-hour drive from um, Seattle. So. <laughs> 10 hours from Seattle? <clears throat> I think it is. Yeah. Or was it 8? I think I'm going to cough again. Sorry. Allergy season. Okay, do you want to get another one do you have another barkerville um no those are all i those were the four clips i got from barkerville for you okay okay sorry i keep dying (laughs) (laughs) it's it's really bad when you haven't talked all day long and then just kind of working from home and then all of a sudden you start talking and then it's like (laughs) we need to get you a pet yeah. <laughs> yeah so it, it, per per uh, bazooka joe out there what i think you hear in the background is i have a very large dog that snores and he's right under my feet <laughs> okay so that's... i was looking at dakota and, and he was quiet when i took my my headphones off so. yeah it's mikey mikey is snoring okay. yeah or, or could it be mr creepy is that mr. could creepy be talking? it could be mr Ooh. which you can only see in the youtube video but the haunted doll is cameoing behind you yes mm-hmm. he is behind me right now and you never know i'm hoping if uh, people do watch this and see his eyes or see him move a little bit to make sure you let us know <laughs> everything but uh <clears throat> so um well before we get to the other investigations how did you get involved with um with dave scott and <coughs> everything there see if i can if i can get through this without falling over and dying yeah, that would dave. be nice <laughs> dave scott um <coughs> he hosts uh he hosts spaced out radio and i met dave i think in 2014 2015 through other guys in the paranormal field um he was just launching his show then he moved from the lower mainland of british columbia way up to 108 mile which is close to Barkerville, and um, he had a lot of Bigfoot and alien encounters. Mm. So the team that I was with, we talked to him about that and interviewed him about that, and when he started his show, um, he had us on, and I kept going on once a month, and right now he's a personal and really good friend of mine. So I go and visit him all the time. That's pretty awesome. Yes, it is. Really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I absolutely love it um, out there. You know, I'm not much of a woodsy person or anything, but that was just absolutely beautiful scenery out there, everything. So one of the really summers cool. I was up there, they um, made everyone go inside and away from the main drag because of there's a grizzly bear in the area, so they had to go scare them away. 
Yeah, when when I was walking by myself about I don't know what time it was, maybe midnight, maybe a little little after, kind of down the street, all by myself, I started thinking about that, going, hmm, <laughs> you know, I bet there are probably bears out here. <laughs> and then I thought, you know, Not I better stay a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of funny though. Just hit me. I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um so um well why don't we before we get into the the other investigations and things, why don't we talk about uh the haunted crew of Canada? Sure. Um we've been alive as the haunted crew of Canada for coming on oh boy. Four or five years ish. And um, we have focused on a lot of historic locations. Like we, we started doing the fundraisers up at 108 Mile Ranch, which Dave and his crew do. Um, we do a, there's another place called the Bailey House, which is another historic house to a town called Merritt. Basically, in a nutshell, that's the house that, that kind of founded that city and the people that live there. Um, at least once a year, we go and do a fundraiser night up there and we raise money to keep that place afloat. Um, we go to Victoria, so Vancouver Island. June, I might have caught your cough. Sorry. Okay. And, um, it's contagious. We went to Langham Court Theater in Victoria where we did the investigation. That, that theater's cool. It's one of the... There's only two theaters like it in Canada. It um, used to be a horse stable in the 1800s. Then it was a mortuary funeral home. Then it was turned into a theater. So you can imagine the stuff you'd get there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> then, That's a lot of intense energy. Oh, yeah. we got some good clips from there too. And nice. um, we got we got some audio for you from there too. Oh, awesome. And um, there's a, one of my favorite places we've investigated. I wish I could put a photo or find a photo of it. Um, the SS Sycamuse, which is in a town called Penticton. Um, it's one of Canada's last paddle wheels that are paddle wheel boats that are afloat. Oh, cool! And um, back in World War One, it used to um, carry troops from one end of Okanagan Lake to the other. Like the ones going to war and the ones coming home from war, be it alive, injured, or dead, it's go home in that. Oh, wow! And that had a lot of history on it. That was one of the creepiest places I've ever investigated. But doing paranormal investigating, I like to give back. And I wouldn't consider myself a selfish investigator, which there are a lot of them out there. Oh, yeah. Um, I like helping. I like, because it's kind of like, here, we'll do this for you. And then they'll let you investigate it, which is kind of, which is fun. Like we don't get paid for it. We just go do it. And it's nice to see historic places in my country, my province, being able to stay afloat because you see a lot of them shut down or become ghost towns because the province doesn't fund them. So if we can help, that's what we do. Like in Barker, like, um, in August, if everything works out, we got one in Barkerville coming up. So it's the first, second time I've done a fundraiser there. That's really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Does so that bring I'm... a big crowd in? Last year, yeah, it would be perfect timing. Um, they had like a bunch of Corvette enthusiasts. So all these Ooh. guys drove their Corvettes all the way up there. And then they, they um, part of their little night, they came out and did an investigation with us. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's fun, but that's what we do. Like we're um, we do a lot of residential houses too, um, but we really like the bigger locations. We like to do the fundraiser. We like to do the schmoozing with people and educate them on on what we do. And we're hands on. So when we do our our um, fundraisers, we'll 
like the new sum of our gear. <laughs> yes. And, like there's a lot of wear and tear on my gear now, but <laughs> it's it worth it to me. So, yeah, we're a good team. We we get along well. We're from various other teams that have been around. So that's pretty cool. Yes, yeah. I've met the rest of your team. They're all amazing really fun yeah. yeah the rest of your team is really amazing but you no, no i'm just kidding no <laughs> no everybody's pretty awesome it's pretty I think, great i think my favorite part was when you guys dressed sandra up as a hurdy gurdy girl oh yes that was pretty fun um we, oh we did what? A, yes yes talk, talk about talk about uh, those lovely lovely ladies so sandra she's she's german um lady friend and um she was up there that weekend and a hurdy-gurdy girl in barkerville would have been a lady of the night entrepreneur so so then we the hurdy-gurdy girl yeah and ross because ross knew she's german and goes hey want to be a hurdy-gurdy girl because he had i forget what machine he had up there it was really neat and um he had his whole machine set up and he wanted to try he wanted to try an experiment with Sandra because she could speak German properly and all of that stuff. And she put on the girdle, she put on the period piece, prostitute her to go to dress. And she goes up to room two in the St. George Hotel. So the St. George Hotel in Barkerville says to have a lady of the night come and open the door, touch men. If you put money out onto the nightstand and all that's where all the action of paranormal happens now. And um, so she goes and lays on the bed. Ross is doing his thing downstairs, has all the sensors going on. June was there with the recorders. And um, I think she said she had something touch her arm and kind of put her their hand on her thigh. Yeah, I remember like, that. Yeah. Then I got to play the madam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go in there and... And, uh, you know, just kind of pretend that uh, I was going to be changing things. And some of the girls didn't really know how to do their job right. And I was going to have to show them. <laughs> yeah. Every time we do a bordello or brothel investigation, June pulls out the, okay, ladies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's good. And then, but then I have to tell you this. I got a video. At the very end, I'm all by myself in the in the house or the old hotel. Um, what was the name of the old hotel again? St. George Hotel. St. George, yes. I was thinking it was St. George. Um, I was all by myself because Morgan and Ross had left me there because they were going to get uh, the car to come down and pick up the equipment. And so I'm in there. And so I thought I better like kind of apologize for the way I was, you know, when I acted like the madam. So when I was in there, I was like, hey, everyone, I just wanted to tell you, I'm really sorry. <clears throat> I'm really not your madam, your new madam. You know, I was just, you know, um, we were just doing an experiment. We were just, you know, things. And so I'm explaining all this. And when I start explaining this, all of a sudden, one of the light fixtures starts swinging back and forth. Wow. And I got it on video almost because I grabbed my, my video thing and I, I got it. So, and the, I mean, the door was shut, you know, it was like that. And only one of the lanterns started swinging. The other one wasn't swinging. So, yeah. I was like, it was either telling me it's okay or you better get your ass out of here. 
<laughs> I was like, oh man, really sorry. <laughs> Funny story about that that hotel though. Um, the first time I investigated up there, the lady who owned it at the time came up and opened it for us in March, and she let us stay there. Nice. Here I am. I'm like, I get room two, based on like the experiences that have happened, and. Um, <laughs> So then that, our, our camera guy, our other guy, he's like, well, I'm going to put a camera on you all night. I'm like, okay, weird, but okay. And um, so I put my money on the nightstand, and I do everything what people's accounts have said to do. And nothing, all weekend. Aww. Yeah, I thought I heard a little chick, chick, chick on, like, the door one night, but nothing. Hmm. Well, don't take it personally. I'm sure they liked you. <laughs> or they were just like, nothing's going to happen for that pit- pittance you put out on the, the tabletop. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't work for loonies. Yeah. <laughs> May have been a loony or two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we had done one investigation in um, Butte, Montana, at the old Dumas um, brothel. Um, there, which was a really cool, amazing place, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll get to go there when I think. When do we have that uh, scheduled for? I can't remember where we when we have that scheduled. For. I Is think it's August supposed to be September? July, but it. Oh yeah, we'll it, see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I kind of yeah, I kind of <laughs> doubt it's going to happen, uh, uh. but <laughs> we'll see. Um, but. Um, it was really interesting. Uh, we had one of the guys have to hold some money up, and uh, he goes, "How much can I get for this? What can I get for this?" And we have a really good EVP of someone uh, sounds like a woman saying, "You know, I'd f him." <laughs> wow. say it, you know, like that. But yeah, it was really good. So brothels are. I I, I do like investigating brothels. I do have to say that. <laughs> it's like we get a lot of really good uh, evidence in, in a lot of brothels. I like all the old um, menus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they made me read them. I never met these people before, and Ross makes me read the menu of the not food menu right. <laughs> people are doing but the oh. uh, yes. a la carte yeah. yes I, I was a little embarrassed Ross was like read it out loud June read it out loud I was like oh my god <laughs> where do I have to stick my finger I don't <laughs> 25 cents money yeah it was a little embarrassing but yeah. <laughs> they were like god who did ross bring with him this perv <laughs> yeah that was good so what what's your role in uh you're in the group basically um i guess lead investigator um we have me to lead uh, Jeff, he lives in Edmonton. He does our audio. Um, what we all actively seek locations and whatnot. Um, Blair and Jay are investigators. Uh, yeah, we're all just a good team. That's Most awesome. Time. Yeah, and oh, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just about ready to cough again. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, no. Um, we, we keep it small. We both be all we've all been on teams, and we know how the dynamics can change and stuff like that. So, 
Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so what's your, I'll, I'll let Jake um, field this one, but I was going to say, what is your favorite uh, equipment to use? Um, yeah, we can audio- talk gadgets all day. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, what is my audio recorder? How boring is that? But that's my favorite ed- no. my favorite piece of evidence. Um, the H2N is what oh, I yeah. use. Mm-hmm. Zoom. Um, yeah, I've got an H1. Um, I quite like the zooms. I tried task cams. Oh, yeah. While I found them too finicky, I don't like the sound they make. Oh. Um, I find yeah. treble. I, they're, they have more higher frequency mm-hmm. the collection than others. Yeah. Me. But um, I used to play music for a long time, too, so I'm really fussy when it comes to audio. And I find Zoom gives you the best ear-there sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a new piece of gear that I was excited to bring down to the Oregon Ghost Conference. but Aww. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. No, I got the... Um, uh, what's it even called? Oh, I don't remember now. It's like a periscope thing. Oh, uh, oh, mm. um, it'll come to me. Where you can look over walls and bushes and. No, no. Oh. <laughs> um, is it like the static like... electricity detector thing yeah. or one of their? Yeah. Oh, the dude, I had to like ship that shit right back, man. Talk about breaking upon like pressing power. It's funny you say that because um, I've pressed power. However, it does not look like it does in the ad. It's completely different. They're getting sued in the UK, by the way, for that. For real? Yeah, for real. I'll have to dig up that story. But yeah, it's because it's all the paranologies, I think is the name of the. That's the one. Yeah. And I got the one that's Y-shaped with a little metal string in between the two. It detects well, the. Got- and it does the blue and the red or something like that. It worked for like 30 yep. seconds and then it just went to hell. Yeah. It oh, seems man. like it could be cool. Yeah, it, it does. Bug. It does oh. look good <laughs> on TV. And then you get could the 3D printed. Yeah. And they could give me shit all they want. <laughs> like it, that. That is not a good gadget. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I like to use a lot of old-fashioned gear as well. Like earlier when we were talking about the old, like what got me into into the investigations. Um, remember the show A Haunting, but like the original one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed and Lorraine Warren really got me into the the field as well. Um, when I was little, I would go read books on them, like anything I could on them. Um, but. I like to use an actual audio recorder with a tape. Um, I have a really nice one that I like a Martinez one that I use. Oh. I think it's very similar to the style that actually Ed and Lorraine used when they used tapes. Um, I like to use fishing line with um, a bell. I got a really good. If you go onto our YouTube page and you look up Honda Groove Canada and you look up the Bailey House teaser, mm-hmm. at the end you'll see the uh, fishing line and a bell. And the bell just goes boom, like that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, cool. just wait, so it's got that video no one... here. Just one second. <laughs> yeah, you can get it. But then... Um, For no the video, folks. This is, this is good. Let so me see if like, I can get it to I, pull in. <laughs> oh, is that the I got thing? the RCA cassette recorder. See it? you're, it's, it's not showing you're up. kind of fading oh, in Oh, there he is. Yeah, you're... you're <laughs> 
It's still the background. <laughs> Is that a Martinez one? It's not showing up. That was kind of like I'm a mutant phasing in and out. phasing in and out. I don't know if it'll show up. There's the little microphone thing. Button. That's pretty awesome. There. Awesome. Yep. I got that yep. and I got the Polaroid. We're going to take this to the yep. old Idaho State prison to do an old school ghost hunt. Wicked. Yeah, we, we're going to, yeah, use all the old school. Uh, I want to go to those places. With a, you know, with a, uh, a compass for, you know, your. Yep. To get to uh, I got EMF that too. And everything. And, and uh, yeah. So we were going to do, yeah, the old school paranormal investigation. Well, we'll yeah. find another place to do that. Yeah. That'd be Because <laughs> when you do stuff like that, there's no contamination. There's no electricity it's it's well there is with tape player but like it's more raw than current gear um another piece of gear that i like using that actually one of our team members jeff made he custom made it was our sls okay so that's a fun one to use um i consider it secondary evidence because it's not hard evidence like an evp in my opinion it's fun to experiment with it yeah yeah we've used it a few times so um you know definitely secondary I, the com- the big tech company I work for makes uh, the Connect. Oh, cool! So I got to talk to the product manager, and he was just like, "You're using it for what?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, so how's this work?" <laughs> I, I like um, I like I consider the secondary evidence too, but I like spirit boxes. Um. Sandra, she made uh, an actual portal. Huh? She followed the schematics on- online and made a portal out of like an old late 1800s, early 1900s um, sewing kit case. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a speaker in it. There's a couple of the pedals. It's really cool. So we've been we take that out too. It's got a uh, got some cool hits on it through the spirit box. Yeah, recently we've been testing the Estes method quite a bit. At a few or different. I should drop a, a link, but you know that's you see it on Hellier and Kindred Spirits all the time with the headphones, blindfold. You got the spirit box. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know you can't hear the person who's asking the questions. You're just you know rattling off what you hear. Um, I found it was more about the person using the device than the actual stuff coming through the device like certain people seem to be more attuned than others and in our case like june and i when we tested it disaster <laughs> it didn't make any yep. sense yeah yep. <laughs> uh yeah one of the things too because you i i know that uh we don't use the the spirit box we do you know maybe for fun um as we're you know, but not a, at an investigation because we you know we find that it's a little too suggestive sometimes. But saying that, we have got some interesting things off the white noise. Correct. Um, you know, with with interesting things and full sentences and and things like that. Um, what really showed me, especially with the Estes method, was that um, it takes out the. Um, I guess you'd say the suggestiveness because when somebody's asking questions and uh, you can't hear what they're asking you and if all of a sudden you do get, you know, something come through that, uh, you know, you'll know that it's really legit. 
Um, but, um, you know, sometimes it's just really too suggestive. Like I said, unless we find that they're talking through the white noise and actually communicating that way, instead of manipulating the radio voices to say something, that maybe they are manipulating the sound waves to say something. Um, mm-hmm. That's not saying that, you know, there's always exceptions to every rule. But Yeah, you know. I, I was going to say, when it comes to the white noise aspect of it, we've done investigations where it's just by having white noise playing, we've been getting more interactivity, engagement with the ghost, either from like look at spooked in seattle right when we were in the underground and we had white noise going and we got a shadow figure that walked in front of the camera and blocked the light yeah that was pretty awesome and we got that on video that was pretty awesome but sadly we cannot call that place spooked in seattle anymore we're going to have to use used to just calling it the 102 cherry building no can we call it cherry pit yeah, we can call it the cherry pit <laughs> since <laughs> since Spooch is not there anymore, sadly. We still love the space, but... Yeah. So it's really sad. Well, um, Mike, what is your, uh, what's your favorite spot to have ever investigated? Is it the Barkerville or somewhere else? I like Wolf Creek Manor. Okay. Or Wolf Creek Inn in Oregon. That was really neat. We didn't get... Alexandra and I went down there and we didn't get much stuff but the the vibes you get there it's kind of like oh boy like it's an older building you can just feel that there's something in there mm-hmm. um we met it we met a nice team from oregon down there and they uh took oh. us down to golden like yep. down there they we investigated with them which was really neat and cool um wolf creek is up there barkerville is up there um now has wolf creek been on um were they on ghost hunters that one time that they suppose or, or I was going to say, that wasn't the place that uh, Grant or Jason got the I Like Your Hat videos. I thought that was like Wolf Creek Inn. That was. For, so Ghost Hunters, they got that one, yeah. So um, I was thinking that. I was thinking that that was. Although I do not believe, I'm sorry, I'm going to say something controversial, but I do not believe. <laughs> that yeah, that what the was. hell? real <laughs> i think that that was totally fake after being so, there i i'll be on the same page with you i i think it's active but not that active well that's cool but what i if i if i won the lotto tomorrow i would like to rent that place for like a week alone or like have a team in there and like no staff no other people because when i was there when we were trying to go to sleep all you would hear is the buzz all day of people all night walking up and down with their REM pods and their K2s and oh, you know, yeah. I don't think the go- if there are ghosts they're there probably exhausted <laughs> you guys just shut up yeah. I'm like here's a couple Duracells guys just you know have fun with them yeah. <laughs> we'll talk tomorrow night okay so yeah. <laughs> no I, I, I quite like that because I, I like old buildings that's, that's what the appeal is to me the older the better um just wait, we have a comment. We we have a comment from Bazooka Joe. Mm-hmm. Bazooka Joe is saying, ask Mike about the barn. The barn. The barn. Oh, the 108 mile barn. And oh, getting ran at by a spirit. What? What did he say? And getting ran at by a spirit. Oh. Oh, yeah. Whoops. 
Look at that. Forgot about that stuff. Um, so the 108 Mile Ranch is, a, like I said earlier, a roadhouse on your way up to Barkerville and you go want to go get your gold. And um, 108 Mile Ranch has really rich history. It also, look up the uh, serial killer named Agnes McPhee. Oh, Agnes McPhee. Yeah. So she's more folklore because there's not much. A lot of people think she's folklore. A lot of people think she's not. So it's kind of the, what team do you want to be on? <laughs> um, for me, like I said, investigator minded. There's facts on her. There's books written on her. There's stuff on her. Would you really dig her up? Um, basically. <laughs> what, dig her up the other way, not it, dig her up. Yeah. <laughs> No, she, Just thought um, I'd make that, you know, clear. <laughs> she uh, lived up there. She owned the roadhouse, 108 Mile Ranch. And um, it is said that she used to um, murder the miners coming down from Barkerville and take their gold. Ooh. She would lure them into the roadhouse with prostitutes in which she stole at a young age from surrounding areas and let them work there. Sounds um, plausible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, back in the day, that that's that's well, well what they say happened. It's the, the town. Some some believe it, some don't. So it's if you want to believe it, you can. I do. And um, so we will start with the post house. So there's a post house there, which used to be the original roadhouse. Um, okay. I'm trying to paint a picture because I know we have listeners. But just Google while we're talking the 108 Mile Ranch site, and then. The post house was, like I said, the original site where Agnes would have lived. She would have had the miners come, coming to and from Barkerville. That's where the girls would do what they do. And um, that's probably one of the grossest buildings I've ever been in. Oh, no. <laughs> Ross has been in there. I was in there with Ross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ross didn't like it. Yeah, that's what he was telling David literally didn't like it uh, when they were upstairs. But... Um, so when, the last time I was there with Sandra, we were hesitating to go in. We didn't want to go in. We were sitting in a vehicle for now before we even went in. And when we got out of the vehicle, we heard, we heard people fighting inside, inside the building. We are like, huh? I have the keys. No one else has the keys right now. And um, so we go up to the building, nothing. And then we hear the door rattle. And we're like, oh, boy. And then... I open the lock, and what does the paranormal guy do? He goes in. And then um, if you go to my our YouTube page, Haunted Crew, you'll see a whole 38-minute video of me. I suggest you watch it because it's really good. I'm cool. not plugging me or anything. If you're into the paranormal, watch it. You go ahead and plug uh, yourself. You're, this is why you're, yeah. Watch it because I'm <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. but, uh, I will watch it, definitely. <laughs> and uh, it basically has us going up to the building, has Sandra filming, and it's funny because like we we're talking earlier about spirit boxes how, how sometimes they work maybe they don't whatever and i just got that new s box this is the first time we're going to use it and as soon as i start so we, we, we put the portal up the portal's doing nothing I, I get impatient if something's not paying off next and then um i have this, this s box then i look at the camera i'm like this i was about to basically blast it and all of a sudden it said my name i'm like okay Okay. And then um, I, I keep talking. If you're here, do this, do that. If you look in the video as well, there's, there's a shadow that goes behind me. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And so it says, Mike. It's the only Sandra and I there. It says, Dave Scott's name. It says, Bazooka Joe's name, which is Mark. 
and um, <laughs> then it says my name again. It says Dave's name another three times. Mean, meanwhile, saying other audible EVPs. I'm on your guys' side of the spirit box. I think it works sometimes, probably radio a lot of the time, but it, we are actually getting hits on it. I, I'm confident enough to say we're actually getting hits on it. And um, then it, we wanted to go upstairs, but we couldn't. We felt that there was like a demonic, not a real demonic thing, but just something really scary in the corner, um, making it so we couldn't go up the stairs. We even had Bazooka Joe and Dave come down um, when we were done investigating, when Dave was done his show, and sage us and try and investigate in there again, but everything was gone. So we'll fast forward. You guys can still hear me, right? I can see June. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, there we go. Um, a couple months later, on the same property is a giant Clydesdale barn, and on this bar, in this barn, um, they Clydesdale, so it's huge. So they got a ton of stalls. But recently, they had taken some of the stalls out of this building. This building was built late 1900s. Sorry, not late, early 1900s. And um, they put a jail in it that doesn't belong in there. So they're wrecking with the chi of the building. Like, it's not original now. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then when we were in there to investigate, they wanted to show us the, uh, the jail. And... Um, all of a sudden, Dave and I look up and we see something on the, the ceiling of the barn running at us upside down, like rushing us. And oh, boy. Lord, was that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't cool, is what I'll say. So that's the barn story. So it was on that's the a ceiling? Really good story. Yeah, so it was on the <laughs> ceiling rushing at you? Yeah, like, I'm oh not one of those God. guys that would say that. <laughs> oh, I saw something rushing on the ceiling. I saw something rushing on the ceiling. Like crawling, like you see in the movies. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, that would, uh, I have to say, that would kind of make me pause. <laughs> it, it would be a little unnerving, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, those are the last two investigations I have, I've, ha I've had there, um, was the post house, which was probably one of the most, I don't know what the word is to use, but evidence-rich investigations okay. I've ever experienced. Like, I, lo I love, it's all done in one take, too. Like, we weren't even filming. We were filming because lots of stuff was happening. And it's just one, just one take of everything. We don't turn the camera off. It's just recording for, like, 38 minutes. And then we had to leave because we were scared. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't so just, that. where's the post house located so I could drop a link in the... 108 Mile Ranch. Okay, at That's 108 what Mile Ranch. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, when we were driving up there, we kept saying 108 miles something, and I was like, well, that's surely not the name of the place, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think they'd be a little more... Uh... <laughs> Original? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess it had to mark it, you know, because <clears throat> mm -hmm. I'm sure it wasn't as well uh, traveled back then <laughs> so they, that's how probably how they marked it so, but i was like that's not the name of it is it <laughs> but yeah that's pretty awesome yeah that's yeah. oh go ahead no i was just gonna say you do get into a lot of amazing historical sites mm -hmm. and and i just i like to keep them alive like it's not for me it's for them obviously i get the perk of investigating them but oh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's, it's nice to see what I love doing with these investigations where we have public come in 
you get that one guy. He's like, this is a crockish, you know. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, bro. <clears throat> and um, once the investigation's over, and he'll come up to you, he'd be like, I don't believe this, but there was this one time. I'm like, of course there was this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't believe this, really. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah if, if they're, you know, the biggest skeptic in the world, they're going to make all sorts of, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to make excuses for what it really could be, even if, like, you know, a ghost came and tap danced right in front of them and be like, well, I'm sure that was just, a, <laughs> you know, the sun. <laughs> yeah. But Bazooka Joe and Dave Spot, they do a month now because of COVID, but they do a once a month uh, charity ghost hunt every month. And, like, from when there's no snow till there's snow. That's awesome. And it's awesome. And they, they've done a lot for that place. It's, it's awesome. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. See so where online can you go once the COVID's done? To can, Do you just go to the 108 Mile Ranch website to book the tour? Or do you have to book? Uh, book they the have a Facebook on? link. Okay. Uh, it's 108 Mile Ghost Tours. Okay. I'll go find that and post it. Awesome. Thank you, Jake. No problem. You know, I, I, I changing the subject for a second. I was just going to say I um, I had seen on your your website a little while ago that uh, you had uh, posted a picture with you and Kenny Rogers, and I know that Kenny Rogers had just passed away. Um, so can you tell us about that? How did you get to meet him? Oh, Kenny Rogers. So when I um when I first I, I had two full time jobs for a good almost two years. I worked at the, at a casino doing security for well, the casinos up here. And um, by day and by night, I worked as an SBA <clears throat> officer uh, responding to only emergency calls. And um, so daytime, I my job was usually guarding the stars that came through uh, or working in the lounges or the concert hall area. Oh, cool. And I, I, I met a lot of really cool people. Um, Blondie, all tons of people. Oh, wow. Um, but Kenny Rogers, he was cool. He, you could tell he was in a lot of pain back way back when I met him. He had like a big back brace on. His manager said, "Don't touch him, don't hug him, don't do whatever." Um, he's a really nice guy. That, that's my memory of him. I don't remember much else, but I remember being down like in the dressing room area before he came out. He was very pleasant. Asked me how I am. Blah blah blah. That's really that's, nice. Like his energy. <clears throat> He's like the OG of country that was still alive, right? Now, what, you have Willie Nelson left? Yeah. So. Just about. They're all, they're all disappearing. Yeah. Like we every still time have I, Dolly. Yes, I know. But it's like every time I go on Facebook <laughs> and I just see a picture of them, my heart just skips. No, what? And then it's like, like with Betty White. I know she's got to go some, when, you know, I know she's going to have to go sometime soon. We're going but... to pump her full of formaldehyde and keep her like together as long as possible. We're going to like Frankenstein so. her. She has a heart. Zap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it is funny. Every time ever someone posts a picture like Betty White still alive. <laughs> it's like, whew. I'm still here, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when she goes, they're going to be like, yeah, right. Fake news. Yeah, nobody's uh, going to mm-hmm. believe it. It'll be well, a conspiracy. I think, was, I think there was something like five or six years ago that uh, that she had died. And then she, she had uh, made a video. Nope, still here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, One of the guys that I'm nervous to see pop up on our feed is Jerry Lewis. 
He's like the old, the last 50s guy. Yep, it is. He's like it's... one of my favorite singers of all time. So what do you think about, what's his name that does the um, the ghosts or the the sessions? They got in a lot of trouble for faking. Um, so as soon as a celebrity dies, he gets the... Oh, Steve Huff. Steve Huff. Yeah, that's yeah. So what do you feel about people like that? <laughs> I mean, you know. Not my monkey, not my circus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't agree with faking evidence. I don't agree with embellishing evidence. I only agree with facts. I think <clears throat> it paints a picture for all of us that we're weirdos, that we're faking. Yeah. Because, like, you, you look a lot of all these the EVPs I sent you guys. Those are pretty damn good EVPs, and they're all legit. I don't need to fake evidence to have evidence, and I know you guys don't either. Uh-uh. It's that you need to put the time in. You don't just get get this computer in your apartment and put some voices in from a few songs and then call it a day, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I that That's my opinion on that. I'm, I'm very black and white with evidence. Like, I, there's so many places I'll go to be like, hmm, there's nothing. What do you mean there's nothing? I can feel there's a demon in here. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> We've had that trouble with our group sometimes. Um, another group have has investigated their place. And, of course, they found all these demons. And they've, you know, gotten all these psychic impressions of all these, you know, ghosts that are walking around. Which, you know, in some places we know there's some activity there. Because um, we have this one place that we investigated where the person had are the people living downstairs had called the police because they kept hearing people walk up there things moving around furniture moving um and nobody was up there it was like you know a place where the owners would come and just relax like every once in a while so um they called the police because they thought there was an intruder up there and they had i think about seven different renters downstairs and all seven of them had called the police not knowing about any of the activity that there was somebody walking and um you know doing stuff upstairs so we knew that there was activity up there um, but like I said, the group that came in before us was telling there's evil entities up there and, you know, you need to sell the property and, oh my God. So of course, when we get in there, you know, and we didn't get anything at all, um, it made us look like we, you know, you guys must not have been trying. <laughs> it's just like, what? But like, I find real ghost hunting, real ghost hunting is boring. It's a lot of hours of doing of talking to the air. You know, you're yep. afraid to the air. Oh yes, but you a lot of people have a lot of patience. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people think it's like paranormal Joe Exotic, where you have all of these <laughs> ghosts at your disposal at all times. I had to bring that in somehow. <laughs> the paranormal Joe Exotic. Oh my god. Oh, I'm just having these pictures of like wrangling ghosts. Let me see if yeah. someone's already claimed that. One sec. <laughs> Ross's Halloween costume. <laughs> he can pull it off pretty well. But but that's what I mean. Like a lot of people think you're going in there with your proton pack and all that stuff, and you're you're there to like and bricks and boards being thrown at your head. Yep. Won't um, they come, but then when people see like the gear we use, they're like that. They'll be, a lot of times they'll be like, "That's it." I'm like, "Yeah." But again, talking about the old school methods, I'll say it. I might get blasted for it. I don't care. You go right ahead. I use a Ouija board. However, my 
debate with that. What is? Tell me the difference between a Ouija board and a spirit box. Yeah, there isn't any. No, one's modern, one's not. <clears throat> right. One's made of cardboard. The other is more mechanical. Uh-huh. Batteries. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what I mean. I, I I like to bring as many tools to investigations as I can to rule something out or to confirm something. Like one of the last EVPs I got is probably one of the most creepiest EVPs I've ever heard. Um, it's called Cherokee. You should play that one for your your audience. Cherokees. Oops, I'm muted. Oh, he's very. Good. I muted. was muted. Which which <laughs> EVP yes, do you want were. me to? Ch- which one? Cherokee. We were laughing at Cherokee. You. <laughs> That's okay because I was like multitasking. You know I'm not good at that. Uh, I that one's not in the list here. No. You said Cherokee, oh, right? You can grab it, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Drop it and I will upload it. Mm-hmm. Let's see what if is I can up? Ask. What's up with Spaced Out Radio says it's Merle now, Bazooka? Merle! Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, where was I going with that? So, Dave likes to call me by my middle name. That's okay. my show name, Dave, and it's Merle. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't get any more redneck than Merle. <laughs> it's a lot like Earl. <clears throat> With an and he had to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. According to the song. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Earl. <laughs> oh. Jake, it's called Unknown Response. Unknown Response. One yeah, second. I bet. Talk amongst mm-hmm. yourselves. We can't have dead air. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we're just waiting. La la la. Um. So. Keep talking amongst Mike, yourself. I'm looking for yeah, it. Okay. I was out in the yard with the dogs earlier today, and it, it was kind of hot, but we were out there playing and stuff, letting them get some air. And uh, some guy in a looked like a. He might have been an animal control officer, but he was off duty. Um, because he was just in a regular vehicle but he's, he stops in the middle of the road and then he backs up to us and you know he starts asking about the dogs and I don't know it made me think okay either it's just some guy out there who's who loves the dogs and and I've we've attracted um audiences before but uh I just hope they weren't casing the place to see what dogs they'd like to you know run off with what was he in pardon what was he in he was in a uh, Jeep Cherokee, I think. What was it called, though? Oh, Animal Control, maybe. Oh, I was trying to get you to say vehicle again. Oh. Vehicle. Jeep Cherokee? Oh, vehicle. <laughs> Is that how we... Are we saying ve- vehicle funny? Vehicle. We say ve- vehicle. 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 Yeah, how do we say that? Now I'm going to be conscious. Vehicle. vehicle. <laughs> well, when I'm making fun of the South, I say Vehicle. There you go. Vehicle, but I usually yeah. say vehicle. I, like vehicle. you drop the H. Vehicle. Yeah. No, I say vehicle. But we could um, go vehicle. Because, you know, vehicle. Vehicle. Could. <laughs> we, Wendy and I are from Missouri, so that might be the, a Missouri thing. Mm-hmm. Vehicle. Wendy, were your dogs um, on the road? No, no, no. We were in our yard. No. Yeah. Um, I know, like with my black shepherd, a lot of law, a lot of law enforcement would compliment him because he looks like a cop. Um, could be that too. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, and you know, I've always been approached at like different uh, charity events and things with with old Augie with me because he's he's half as tall again as I am. So um, 
and you know everybody's oh can we pet him can we do this the little kids go running right up to him and i'm like okay you can get away with that with this dog but not the other one <laughs> yeah you know what um you're just as likely to get your face taken off if you yeah. you know give the dog a bum rush but um you know and i've been invited to the german shepherd club of kansas city and and that type of thing and i'm like but he's a rescue you know <laughs> i don't have any papers funny story about that off topic of the paranormal so that's okay sorry uh, mm-hmm. it's all no, about it, you this, this is a good one um mm-hmm. What my old dog, I don't have her anymore. Um, she's a Czech Shepherd. She's so way back when I seized the parents to the dog. The dog gave birth in the shelter. The dog, the parents were both from the Czech Republic, Ooh, so they were okay. okay. And then I want she had a really high prey drive and reaction drive, so I wanted to put her in Schutzen. They wouldn't mm-hmm. let me put her in Schutzen because I couldn't supply her papers. I'm still bitter to this day. Oh my! Snobbies. She was what is that? She was born in the Buttheads. Yeah. Elitists. <laughs> so what is that? Is that a special? It's the the canine training, basically. Oh. Training, training him like a police dog. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah. So yeah, they had to. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, that makes that cartoon makes a little more sense too. That they since uh, I was watching a cartoon about a dog that uh, you know wanted to go through through police training and they would not let him because he did not have his papers. Oh, <laughs> but he proved them all wrong when he saved a family in a fire. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Sorry, was checking that message. My apologies. So this clip that Jake's finding. So this I just found it. I just found it. That Jake found um, was from an investigation we did way out in the boonies of Vancouver, um, like getting towards the mountain, the mountains. And um, the the I gotta be as vague as possible because of our complaint or complainant. So it's a work term because of our client. Um, she has spirits following her from location to location she goes to. The house she was at, um, there's a spirit outside that kept trying to come in her house. True, true story. It was so bad, you would see that all of her doors would be um, jimmied with something to keep the doors closed. When you go in there. I was like, right out of a movie with that part. Oh, wow. And um, so her house borders along a highway. And it's where an old on-ramp was in the 60s and 70s. And I know that a car full of a family went off that on-ramp, flipped over, and they all died way back then. True story. And um, so she believes that they also haunt the house. Because she's seen full figures walking down her hallways, up her stairs, down to where her tenants are, sees them outside, hears voices. And um, so this is from my audio record. This is from a, a Zoom. And um, it's probably one of the creepiest sounds I've ever got. Ooh. Okay. Well, then let me play it. It's a 12-second clip. I'll play it uh, three times, okay? Here we go. Can you tell us who you are? What's your name?
play it again, it comes at about the nine second mark on this 12 second clip. Can you tell us who you are? What's your name? And one more time. Can you tell us who you are? What's your name? Okay, back to you, Mike. So that is a voice, in my opinion, saying the word Cherokee in a really creepy sound. <clears throat> so what, remember earlier when we were talking about the spirit box and how it, it gets radio and whatnot? We were using an SB7, but I modified it. Not with this clip. This was just clear audio. Um, but later, we were using an SB7. I take, I've taken the antenna out and the radio. So all you get is white. It's just white noise. It's a white noise box, essentially. And because um, as soon as I hear radio, I'm like, whoa, and turn it off. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> it doesn't do that anymore. And when our client was talking with our spirit box, because we use it at the end for, for fun or whatever, right? And it would mimic her. I wish I could play you those clips, but it's more private. But um, the spirit box would literally mimic her voice and say different words. Oh, wow. So that made me like read, be like, oh, maybe this thing's onto something. Uh-huh. But yeah. And then, so that was the first investigation we did there when just the two of us went there, Sandra and I. Then a month later, we went with our entire team. There were four of us there. And our investigator, Blair, got the word Cherokee on her recorder. Wow. So, not as creepy sound. Tell you something. Yeah. Hmm, I wonder what it was. But... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, were they there on the land or, you know? Yeah. Um, the one outside wasn't an overly friendly person, allegedly. But yeah, I'm wondering, I just, I wonder where sounds or voices like that come from. And that's what makes me keep doing what we do, right? Right. Exactly. So have you ever been like really, I mean, I know you, you were talked about being scared at that one investigation, but any other investigations where you were really like terrified where you were just like, ah, no, forget it. Not anymore. I'm trying to think of one. The last time I had this scare feeling um, was, remember when I was telling you how we heard the people yelling and shoving from inside the post house? Right. And the door rattled before we went in and no one was in there. Um, the whole leading up to that investigation, you know, when you feel like you're doing something wrong, illegal, bad, something ill can happen. That's how we both felt. Oh, wow. Um, when we were in there, I just wanted to leave. But I've trained myself. We all have. To stop running. You don't need to run. Mm-hmm. Just do your thing. Yeah. Um, but when I saw the figure in my head of what was in the corner, I can still see in my head, and it makes me go, oh, and, like, look around. Um, it looked like a giant burned guy with red eyes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that kind of creeped me out. Mm-hmm. That would be a little creepy. Um, but I also have things follow me a lot home. Oh. I protect myself. I sage. I cleanse. I cleanse my house. I do all. I meditate. Not as much as I used to, but I... Um, oh. Why do you think that they follow you home? I mean, I think my investigative tact might be a little aggressive sometimes. 
because I'm really I, I'm hardwired from work to obtain information. Obtain oh, right, things. that's true. And sometimes work mic comes out, and when I'm investigating, and I know Dave Scott, he's on me like flies on crap about stop being like that. But that's how I do it, and that's how I get my results. Like I'm never disrespectful. I, I do push the boundaries, but I'm never ever disrespectful. That's important. Yeah. Um. So I think sometimes I get followed because of that. Um. Sometimes I let my guard down a little bit in the love of the investigation to get more evidence. People call me stupid for doing that, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> um, in, in, in a nice way. Well, like I, I, I take care of myself. Like I, I do believe in crystals and stones, but that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had lots of conversations with Ross about that. And, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but also haunted objects. I'm like Ross, I'm really attracted to them. One of the um, one of the creepiest. I got two haunted object stories for you. I used to collect World War memorabilia. Keyword here is used to. And I had a game used bayonet from World War II. It was a British one used. Used. And um, I bought it. I felt wrong buying it. Brought it home. I felt wrong being home. And then that very night, I smelled like rotting flesh. I saw a soldier standing beside my bed. Oh, wow. In Sierra. And I'm like, nope. So I got rid of that. Um, A current object I have, which I think still has energy of someone in it, is a used... Canadians used a Lee Enfield rifle in World War II in the Korean War. I have a used Lee Enfield that was used in World War II. Oh, wow. Well used in World War II. Um, it has notches on it. I found those after after Still I bought notches. it. I, I'm not weird of looking for items like that. Um, and then I have this gun, and I'm like, oh, I don't feel right with this gun. It's just, a, but to me, I'm a collector, and my like, yeah, it's just a gun. It's just a gun. I couldn't keep it in my bedroom. I my, my like my gun safe. You wouldn't be able to find my gun safe in my house, right? Because I'm really responsible with that stuff. But um, I, I kept it in a gun case in a different room. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then a psychic medium, I know he came over and he's like, what is in here? I'm like, why don't you find it? Yeah. <laughs> and and um, so he did. He found it. He, he did some psychic medium stuff to it. And he's like, it's okay for now, but what you need to do is go fire some rounds into it. Just hammer bullets through it at the gun range. A couple of boxes. I'm like, why? He's like, got to make it yours. You got to get all that energy out of it. And that's what I did. I got scared the first... I'm not scared to fire guns, but this one I was scared to pull the trigger for the first time. And I did what he said. It's, it's in my gun safe in my room now. Like, wow. Yeah. Give off any vibes now or is it just oh god no it's just it's just a cool. yeah so well what other evps did you um do, do we have we played all of them or is there a oh, few yeah, left? Lots more um, yes this is the langham court theater we were talking about earlier with the horse stable mortuary and now it's a theater if you look for the evps um we'll do one at a time um fire them all stage left okay I found that one right away. 
and it's 11 seconds. I'll play it three times. Stage lights. So it sounds like it's broken up into two parts. The first one comes about four seconds and the last one comes about nine seconds. Stage lights. And one last time. Stage lights. Okay, back to you, Mike. So, again, this was, we had access to this year all by ourselves, our team. And this was just two investigators out on the stage. And um, one of the claims to the theater was there was a man in the, in where the seats are in the audience. And we're thinking that was him because sometimes they say he was cranky if people were there. Um, a lot of people didn't like the theater being there back in the day. Um, that was just, that was a lucky capture. And then uh, there's another one on there called No Costume Room. Okay. It's no, it's the word no in the EVP and it says costume room. Um, it's a funny story about this. I'll set it up. So up in the costume room in this theater, they have like dozens and dozens of uniforms from World War One, Two, Korean War, Vietnam. They have American ones, Canadian ones, sailor ones, like from Army, Navy, everything. And uh, we were doing an EVP session by all, all of the uniforms. They, they were all, I guess, surplus ones. But that's where this clip came in. Okay, this is a longer one. It's about 30 seconds here, so I'll play it twice. Yes, that's my hand doing that. Oh. It puts it back on focus. Yes, there is a male spirit up here with us it's right now. It's still blurry. And I'm freezing. Our battery was at 60 minutes left, and now it's at 28. Is that male spirit here with us? It's blurry. Does it mean us harm? So the EVB comes at about 20 to 24 seconds. Yes, that's my hand doing that. Oh. It puts it back on focus. Yes, there is a male spirit up here with us right now. It's still now. blurry. And I'm freezing. Our is battery was at 60 minutes left, and now it's at 28 is that male spirit here with us? It's blurry. Does it mean us harm? Okay, back to you, Mike. And the last one we have is called Find Me. This is stuff from the Langham Court Theater. Um, it comes from the same audio clip for the, from the first one, the Fire Them All. Um, this is probably one of the clearest clips we actually caught from there. I would consider it a class A. Okay, I'll play this one three times. It's eight seconds long. And that one comes at about the five second mark. Here it is again. And one last time. Big person that I don't know. Okay, back to you, Mike. 
So the last, yeah, we'll do two more clips. Um, this is from a, a residential investigation we did in 2019. Um, so the background story on this, the downstairs tenant of this two-story house that we went to used to be allegedly, used the word allegedly, into witchcraft. Um, what's the other word? What, what Sacrificial stuff. Um, Satanism or maybe. Yeah, there you go. Perfect word. Okay. <laughs> And um, they had a falling out with the people upstairs. So this guy said, um, well, I'm going to hex you guys. And he basically, when when you hex someone with Satanism, you write it on a piece of paper and you hide it all over their house and stuff like that. I'm not overly educated with that, but that's what they said he did. Um, the people upstairs observed him sacrificing mice, rats, birds, burying them all over the yard, putting their bones up and stuff weird stuff and um i had a really gross like the vibe in there wasn't great especially downstairs um these two clips were just from evp sessions um when we played these two clips for the the clients they went white as ghosts because it confirmed that they have stuff in their house um we went to this house three times and we still can't get rid of whatever's in there they wanted it gone they they want it dealt with um can't get rid of everything so we, we've given them tools on what they can do and who they can reach out to um usually they'll quiet down but the, these guys the spirits in this house haven't quieted down so the first clip is beware in a deep voice okay and it's a nine second clip i'll play it three times here we go <clears throat> and that one comes right about in the middle. And one last time. Okay, back to you, Mike. And the last one is, um, I'm here. And this one is a 21 second clip. Here we go. If you guys want to have a chat, love to hear from you. And I'll play it again. That it comes at about the 17 second mark. If you guys want to have a chat, love to hear from you. And one last time. If you guys want to have a chat. Love to hear from you. Okay, back to you, Mike. I actually have one more I sent you, so it's called Then Leave. Yes, this is actually my favorite one. (laughs) 
so this clip um this is from a metaphysical store in uh the city i live in we went and investigated there one night um they it's a pretty busy store they've been card readings psychics mediums healers gypsies witchcraft everything under this one store um it's for all your metaphysical needs um probably one of the best stores i've ever been in and i've been in a lot of them um for purchasing things like stones everything everything of that realm of the metaphysical realm um we didn't feel welcomed once the our clients the owners left it's like we're not supposed to be here um they have an altar in the back of their of their uh, store and um you went near it you get cranky you turn on your we turn on each other it was the weirdest sensation oh, ever. wow <laughs> yeah so we stayed away from that stuff yeah well we did evp sessions near it but this is what came, came of that investigation this is one of the good clips we got okay i'll play this one three times as well it's 15 seconds long and one more time And it sounds like it comes at about the 12 second mark. Here it is one more time. It's still blaring there. Try what? <clears throat> okay, back to you, Mike. And that, that's all I have for clips for you. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah, those are some of the good ones we, we found today. Um, have lots and lots and lots of them and just wanted to say that uh wendy and i could not hear them so that's why we're not reacting to them if you think we're you know cold and right, dead inside earlier yeah <clears throat> yes <laughs> so that just wanted to let everybody know that you know that's mm-hmm. why we're not going mm-hmm. oh. we're still here and yes now yeah. my dog is snoring behind us. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was hearing the snoring in the background. I was like, somebody, I think that's cute. That's not Mikey snoring. Mikey is not snoring. No. It was Dakota. <laughs> but uh, Mike, if us. it's if it's okay, I can uh, take these EVPs and make them a gallery, an audio gallery on the Mystic Moon website, if it's okay. Sure. Well, we're getting down to the last 10 minutes now. Um, I was going to say, Mike, do you want to um, share how people can get a hold of you and if they want an investigation and, and uh, you know, everything I mean, like that? You can find me on Facebook, Michael Merle. Um, Haunted Crew of Canada group page. Haunted Crew of Canada on Instagram. Um, Instagram, usually we're fairly active. Uh, Facebook, obviously check daily. Um, our website's hauntedcrewcanada.com. Um, that's how you can get investigations. We take any case that comes our way. We're not case snobs. We'll take anything given to us. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where you can find us. You can reach us. And I'm hoping to come. I was really sad about the Golden Ghost Conference. I know. We had so Before. many plans that weekend. Then we were after that, we are going to mm-hmm. go investigate the USS Turner Joy in Bremerton. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. the whole weekend of too much fun. Yeah. But okay. we'll, we'll get to do it again yeah. next year. Next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, you, you can um, do you get Canadian listeners on your show? Yep. Some, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have people in Edmonton that take cases too. So that's a province over, Alberta. Um, they take cases too. So we're based out of the lower mainland and yeah. Awesome. We're so, uh, oh, we know, um, we still have, you know, some time left, everything. Um, can you share any like funny stories of any of your investigations or something funny? <laughs> we'll end on a funny note. Maybe <laughs> this, is, this is a good one. Cause I am the butt of the joke. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> always a good one. <laughs> so, this goes so we're going back up to Barkerville, but we're stopping before we go to Barkerville. We're um, investigating a place called Cottonwood Ranch Roadhouse. And so, Cottonwood Ranch Roadhouse, Barkerville's altitude like this, Cottonwood's down here. Nothing grows in Barkerville because it's too cold. So, all of the farming needs, you know, all your, your farms would um, grow there and they'd bring it up to Barkerville. Anyhow. We were investigating one of the, the rooms where the miners would rent, and it's a museum. Okay, so you, everything looks real, but you're gonna learn. I'm gonna learn they're not real. So I'm getting tired. It's probably two in the morning. I got a good video of this too, and um, I go to sit on a bed and I go right through it because there's no mattress. It's just a blanket. But but the best part of this is if if I saw somebody fell, I'd be like, here, I'll help you. But no. The guys I was with, they were like, "How's the camera? Is it still rolling?" <laughs> yeah, they probably was. Did we get video of that? Yeah. Uh, get video. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I have to say the same thing happened to me <laughs> when we were in Centralia, the shady lady, a brothel. <laughs> brothel the brothel <laughs> yeah i didn't realize that there weren't wasn't anything underneath the bed to like mattress up and i sat on the corner of course and... oh yeah I, <laughs> I hit like a ton of bricks i i was literally putting all my weight down assuming it was a mattress wow <laughs> yeah, that's worse because there it was nothing it was just a blanket yeah that's that's bad and i remember just hearing myself instinctively be like okay don't help me and <laughs> being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, just yeah. make sure we film it. <laughs> also, yeah. Oh yeah, we all. I was gonna say we also forgot to mention the um, museum um, up there with the with the with the little haunted doll. Andy the doll. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we forgot to mention that. That was pretty cool because you had an experience with her too. What? Twenty fifteen. Twenty six. Yeah. Twenty fifteen. Um. So I'm I'm, I'm evidence based, and what what are the tales of the dolls? It can put you in a trance and stuff like that. So one of our investigators, he was just staring at the doll for a long time. Then he goes outside, has a smoke and pukes, and he says, "Thinks doll did it." So I'm like, "Whatever, I'll call the doll out." So I stare at it. Then I go outside. I'm like, "I'm gonna go. I'm hungry. You get some snacks before we start our investigation." And then. I don't like telling the story because it sounds so weird, but it, it's true. It happened. Um, I go. I get. I guess because I don't remember. I go into a trance and I start walking towards the highway to, to walk onto the highway. 
Uh-oh. Our investigators, yeah, our investigators saw me. And they're like, "Oh shoot!" And they come get me, and I come too. And I'm like, "What am I? What are you doing? I'm just getting peanuts." I'm like, "They're like, no, you're not." <laughs> <laughs> well, the highway, so Mandy the doll. It's creepy. That, that, that's that's my outcome of that one. Um, when we investigated there, we didn't <clears> get much much data, much evidence, just um, personal experiences. Just almost you getting flattened by traffic. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. the drama. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, glad you're okay from her. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Also in that area is the first time I ever saw a grizzly bear in the wild walking in a field not too far from there. That was pretty awesome. Oh wow. <laughs> well, well, you weren't. Oh, you weren't there. Jeff was. Uh, Jeff was there. I think. Yeah. And he was coming. He was the other way. We saw this truck stopped in the middle of the road and was like, why are they stopped? And we saw him looking and found out it was Jeff looking over there. And I looked over there and there was a grizzly bear in the field there. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I've never seen like, you know, it was a long way away, you know, you know, but uh, it was pretty amazing. But yeah. Well, thank you again, Mike. It was an awesome show. I love that. Thank you. Flew by as it does. does. (laughs) Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. It was fun. And we oh, had so like... much evidence. Evidence, 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 <laughs> evidence, evidence. Yeah, for once you get to be interviewed, since you usually do the interviewing. Yes. <laughs> but, no, it's good. Oh, we have four minutes still. I have yes. one more I have one more story. Remember? Oh, sure. tell you, hey, tell you take my... your time. We can yeah. handle it. Yes, we when can. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we when got I, plenty of time. Remember, I was going to tell you, like, my... Uh, my uh, animal control story or like oh yeah mm-hmm. my sheltering story so when I first started in, in the business I worked the graveyard shift it was a horrible shift because you would do all the bad things all it's when the police mm-hmm. call you mouth stop wow and you had to go deal with all like gross things um, mm-hmm. so I went to one of the the SPCA they had at that time multiple shelters all over each little city in the lower mainland I went to one I'm not going to say which one, but um, so that if you go into the parking lot, there's the main animal shelter, and then behind it's an outbuilding where they the deceased animals would be. Mm-hmm. And there's always a joke that um, one of the old employees from the '70s haunted the place. I'm like, yeah, whatever. No, he doesn't. And then um, when I backed my vehicle up to go unload something, I see a man go from the main shelter to the outbuilding in an old 1970s style smock that was a smock the shelter staff would wear plain as day and I had locked the gate so there's nobody else in there and I'm like oh god so I take my baton out I'm like no one's gonna get me right (laughs) and I go look everywhere and there's no one no one was there because when he was walking towards the building he looked at me and kept going wow so I never liked going there at night after that. I bet so. That's yeah. pretty creepy. <laughs> I wonder if you appeared as a ghost to him, and that's why you got the thousand-yard stare, and <laughs> and then he just kept moving. I interrupted something. <laughs> or he's thinking, who's this punk kid watching me? Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a punk kid then. I'll, I'll own that. <laughs> but, Yeah. Cool. So awesome. So, Jake or Wendy, would you like to tell who's going to be on the next show? 
I'll let Jake do that since he worked so hard <laughs> to bring the guest in. Actually, I sent one email and it got, <laughs> oh, got back know. to me right away. <laughs> so I didn't have to twist, you know, I didn't have to pull the connections here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but next week's guest will be Nick Redfern. And we'll be talking about his new book, uh, Monsters of the Deep, plus some more of his monster books. You, you, you know, when you're talking to Nick, usually you get the conspiracy theories and the aliens. And But next week is all about creepy critters. Ooh, monsters, yay! Because I love me a Kraken, let me tell you. I love <laughs> yes, a Kraken. He, does. Mm. he loves the Kraken. Mm-hmm. I do. He's a Kraken head. I'm a crackhead. Hey, that might be our hockey team. Kraken. Kraken head. I will be a crackhead. I will be at the crack house. All that good stuff. Oh, Give me awesome. some squid. I'm down. It's funny, Vancouver's already competitive about your non, non-team yet. We're already like, we're going to kill him. We're gonna kill him. <laughs> well, it's an expansion team, so. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, you know, the Canucks could use some wins. Oh! <gasps> Oh, did you say that? <laughs> they are the next Chicago Blackhawks. Look at their young talent. Well, interestingly enough, I'm from Chicago. So, <laughs> so, you know, we had we had a nice little run there. <laughs> it's going to be us next year or two. Yeah. Awesome. So we keep saying. <laughs> There's always next year. Yes. It, but remember, yes, it was is. like the Cubs. There's always next year. And then there was a yeah. next year. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> I yeah. even knew that. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Well, thank you again, Mike. And My pleasure. Thank you, Wendy and Jake, as usual, for being thank amazing. All right. And, and Wendy, do you have any parting words? Not particularly. Okay. Does Just Dakota listening and chilling and Dakota have any pouring or par, parting snores? <laughs> <laughs> Nope. He's like, he's, he's he hasn't even come down today. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All okay. right, everybody. Well then, um, for be our, safe, yeah, and healthy. Wash your damn hands. Sneeze into your yes. elbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay home. Don't go around to grandparents. No, please don't. Mm-hmm. No matter how much you miss them, I know. Mm-hmm. I miss my friends a lot. I know. <laughs> It's killing me. My team. My paranormal team. <laughs> yes. Not being able to investigate. It's really killing me. I miss I'm gonna you, be wa- ghosters. I miss I'm going to be watching ghosters. all of the Haunted Cruise, uh, you know, videos yeah. just to get my fix. Mm-hmm. The post house <laughs> one's really good. The po- like, we only have like four or five love, but the post house one is really, it's genuine. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I dropped, amazing. yeah, I dropped links to your videos in the, Yay. in our chat. But, yeah awesome okay all right everyone so with that week yes everyone be safe have a good week and i have some aggressive rock to take us out awesome i usually do aggressive rock but thanks bazooka joe thanks bazooka joe (laughs) uh thanks spaced out radio thanks spaced out radio and with that everyone have a good night Bye. bye bye